the only talk radio afternoon drive show that makes sense. Beyond the headline with Aldrin Simpia, right here on SAFM. And we start off with this story. ANC National Spokesperson Matleng Bengumutsira explains why the ruling party has decided to challenge the High Court ruling regarding the deployment policy of the party and also handing over um, its records. Yesterday, the party was supposed to hand over its deployment committee records to the Democratic Alliance, but chose to approach the Supreme Court of Appeal instead. Matleng Bengumutsira now joining us on the line. Matleng, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. So why has the ANC decided to petition the Supreme Court of Appeal, also considering... Um, that when you petition the High Court, the High Court said that there are no prospects of success or that any other court would come to a different conclusion. Thank you, Adrian. I mean, our perspective is that like any other um, party in, or interest group in society, the African National Congress does have a right to exhaust all means available within our justice system. Um, so it's, a, it's an important issue for us because the practice of cadre deployment is nothing unique to the ANC. It is exercised and applied worldwide. And of course, the ANC is also advocating for the recognition that when a party gets voted in by a majority in a country such as South Africa, in a constitutional democracy, through fair and equal elections, that party is enjoined to deploy its uh, elections manifesto because it gets voted on the basis of that manifesto. And it's important that when we deploy and when we select those we select to execute and implement such a manifesto, those people should be competent, number one, should be well-equipped, but also should be aligned to implementing the policies that are outlined in such an election manifesto. And there's absolutely nothing new about uh, cadre deployment, whatever you call it. You can give it different names in terms of semantics. But uh, we do feel that it's important for documents of the ANC, which are part of the property of the ANC, uh, for us to test the entire justice system as, as far as we can take this matter. Well, the ANC argues that when the deployment committee meets and makes decisions, those are mere recommendations. Isn't it true also, though, that there's a power dynamic at play because it is the deputy president of the ANC that chairs that committee? And if the committee comes up with a name and says that these are the potential names that we think should be deployed um, to the state, um, that the state's own executives, now speaking about the members of the executive, would ensure that actually um, whatever the deployment committee has decided on is actually adhered to, as for instance, um, Barbara Hogan had, had mentioned. Well, I would suggest that, uh, Adrian, I would suggest that uh, in the first instance, when the deployment committee of the ANC convinced, it has never taken a decision to taken a decision to decide that uh, Mateni must go and head up the Justice Ministry as a, as a, as a, a Director General. Um, the ANC, when it looks at deployment, it looks at fit for purpose. It also looks at people that are capable of implementing the ANC's elections manifesto because we've been voted by the people of South Africa on the strength of our manifesto. But there's never been a time when the ANC instructs a minister to say, appoint Mateni Bebu, Mazzili, to position X. But I suppose those matters will be ventilated further as, as this matter unfolds. And of course, we have approached uh, the, the Supreme Court of Appeal 
to appeal this judgment, we do believe that there are avenues for this uh, thing to be tested further. Yeah. Then why the why the secrecy? What is it that the ANC risks um, could come to light from this information um, that could tarnish, I don't know, the reputation of the ANC, if that is one of the cases? Or is it just the basis that, listen, um, these are private meetings and we don't feel that um, the discussions of these private meetings should be disclosed, even though they relate to the state itself? Well, no other, no other political party in South Africa has ever been ordered um, by anyone or expected for that matter by anyone to disclose minutes of its meetings, especially in, unless those are harmful to the nation. It's not clear to me how the approach of the ANC towards deployment can be considered something that is potentially harmful to the nation, especially when our policy positions are very clear that uh, we want to see competent people in government. They don't have to be ANC members. They should be patriots. They should be working for South Africa, uh, for a democratic South Africa. So I would say that it is a, it's not a matter of secrecy. It's just a matter of, uh, in principle, defending the rights of the ANC to have the deliberations that it has internally for that right to be secured in law. Um, if the ANC is so hell-bent that um, there's nothing wrong with the deployment committee of the party and also stating as, like it, it, it dates as far back as 1985, um, why did the ANC not take on review the State Capture Commission of Inquiry report that came to the conclusion um, that the committee is actually unconstitutional? We did express a view um, on that particular finding. Uh, sure, a view, but not, not, but not taking it on review. We did not, we elected not to do so, and largely because the ANC was at the center of the establishment of um, the, the Zondo Commission. And um, to take it on review, it would only really be when we are paying state by such a, a finding. But uh, this is different from the DA compelling the ANC to disclose its discussions around deployment. That becomes a different power dynamic um, between a party to another party. Yeah. So I would, I would suggest that we should separate those two things. Um, earlier on, the, the Chief Justice of the country and the Chairperson of the State Capture Commission of Inquiry at the Human Science Research Council said that um, nothing has changed and he fears that state capture could be attempted again and that Parliament won't be, won't be able to do anything. Does the ANC agree with that? Does the ANC believe that it has put in the proper mechanisms to ensure that state capture doesn't happen again? Well, I do think that uh, um, our record does speak for, for, for itself in as far as how the recommendations of Judge Zondo and uh, his team have been acted upon in the terms of the strengthening of the oversight mechanisms in the in parliament, uh, one organ of state, in terms of the work that has been done by the SIU and the Hawks and so on to address uh, cases that have been proven to uh, have been referred to law enforcement agencies. And um, I could really go on and on and on to say that uh, whilst we note um, Judge Zondo's uh, views, those are just his views. Okay, thank you so much for your time. That is the spokesperson for the ANC. Um, that is Matlengu Beng Mutsiri, who is the national spokesperson of the party. What do you make of that? 0614 104 107. You can also drop me a tweet at Aldrin St. Pierre.